Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah, we're rolling. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the MVM show. There has been a little hiatus for two weeks. I apologize. Been doing a little traveling, a little hunting, a little working. But we're back, and I'm excited about this one today because my good friend, very good friend, Caleb Marmalejo, is on with me today, and we have something pretty cool to share, I think. <clears throat> it was cool for us. If anything else, this is this episode's for us. But before we go any further, just wanted to say check out Motion Ducks. MotionDucks.com forward slash MVM, and uh, you guys can get that deal. You guys know all about it. You've been listening, and if you haven't done it, pick it up before the season ends because at the end of this month, January 31st, it is over, and the fat lady will have sung. So pick that up, and also you can still put in MVM10 and get an additional 10% off on that deal that's already made on that landing page. So go check that out. And we want to say thank you to Motion Ducks for sponsoring this because we believe in them. And you know us, we only pick up the people and work with the people that we truly believe and trust in and know will work for you guys too. So <clears throat> anyways, I haven't even had coffee yet, but I'm I'm rolling, Caleb. I'm like, can you tell? Right, I'm just like... Just yeah, dude, it out. You, you seem kind of sparky over there. <laughs> I'm excited about the story, dude. Like... Oh, dude, yes. I wish you were in studio so you, we can do all the hand motions and the acting oh, it man. out. Yeah, but, so do I. And now let's not leave no details out. So go ahead and tell them what we're going to talk about. Let them know what happened. Okay, as far yeah. as the overall, the general story. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I guess kind of for context because for a lot of the listeners, it's not going to be – it's not going to sound that cool to them, but – for me, I mean, you know, most of my season is focused on being behind the camera, actually. So I love to hunt. Don't get me wrong. But, um, 
you know, sometimes you got, I guess different trips have different priorities, but so my goal for the whole 2021 slash 22 season was I wanted to kill my first Drake Mallard, my greenhead. Mm-hmm. So that was the only, I, I tried to make some realistic goals for the year, knowing what the trips had in store. And so for me, that was my, that was my only goal for the whole year. And, uh, this is the story on how we went about that. And it's, it's awesome. Um, but you know what, let me real, real quick say for any of you guys that I, I don't think you do much on, on, uh, Facebook, but go check Caleb's page, page out, uh, Caleb dot Marmalejo and how you spell that is M A R M O L E J O. And, uh, yep. go check his page out. <clears throat> He's the one and props to Caleb, for all that, uh, cool content you guys have been seeing on YouTube. And if you're on Instagram, any of those uh, reels that you've been seeing that are super sick, that's all been Caleb. And I uh, want to say thanks, dude, for doing that. Like, that stuff is just clutch, beautiful stuff. Amazing work. Dude, thanks for, uh, thanks for the opportunity. I mean, I wouldn't have been even close to capturing that cool stuff if I wasn't hanging and rolling with you guys. So I'm just as grateful as you are. My my. <laughs> my wife just handed me a hot cup of coffee babe can you bring in more creamer <laughs> huh did you stir it <laughs> can I have some more can you just bring some more in here see we're we're very open podcasts I think that's what makes it real so my wife yeah, just handed dude. me a coffee and we're going to get into the story so uh, let's just start so Cable already gave you guys the context and the context is that thanks. That we need to kill his first greenhead, and you've been wanting to do that your whole life, pretty much, right? Oh yeah, I mean, for me, I didn't. You know, I'm still working on duck identification, but mm-hmm. when I had a vision of duck hunting as a kid, it was killing a greenhead. What? What put that? What put that in your head, though? Real quick. Sorry to cut you off, but like, dude. You- so. You know, I grew up on the central coast of California and my uncle was a farmer. So agriculture was everything. And we would go to his house in his living room. He had um, mounts. So he had he had a Drake mallard in the corner and they were hanging from fishing line. I'll never forget it as a kid. Mm-hmm. They were they were hanging from fishing line so they would spin around, you know, mm-hmm. like they had the wings out and stuff. And so, I mean, dude, I was probably no older than six or seven when I was staring up at that thing like... I want to do that. So that's a long time coming to fruition. I'm almost, I turned 30 this year. So man, that was, old man. <laughs> I know. I feel it. I feel it in my you back. Know what? After that I'm day. glad you're going to turn 30 before I turn 40. I will say that. <laughs> a little competitive edge. Yeah. You know, cause I know that's just that little 30 mark always kind of gets people a little bit like, Hey, I mean, I'm the kind of guys like you're as young as you, you know, you act. It's, it's not about the age, but there's still little mental aspect there, kind of like I'm 30. I can't believe I'm 30, you know. Dude, you you've lived a lot of life. <laughs> I thought you were younger, dude. This whole did time, did you really? Oh, okay, dude, for well, sure. What do you I think? Thought, I was gonna guess like 33, 34. Dude, man, you're making me blush. Yeah. Cool. No, I, I had no idea. I just stirred this coffee with a rusty screwdriver. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. You've lived a lot of life. <laughs> I've lived enough I don't do anymore, so I'm just ingesting rust. That's what I'm talking about earlier we were talking. I'm like, dude, you just, you just cut from that gritty cloth. I feel like 
even if you were in your kitchen, you would be looking for that screwdriver to stir your coffee. <laughs> I only could wish, dude, I was real, truly gritty. I can be the biggest oh, pansy sometimes. So <clears throat> let the stories begin. So let me think, where, how far back this done? Now, obviously, you guys, we and I know this bugs some people, but get over it. <laughs> but, like, we don't say where we go. You know, we don't. You know, we we'll say California or Idaho or Washington or Nevada or whatever, but um, sometimes we don't even do that. It's just just we don't. Um, yeah. But uh, we were hunting and we we're hunting out of the boat, so you can take that or leave that for whatever it's worth. And we were in California, but dude, how I'm trying to think. You you're better at storytelling. Me go back a little bit before we actually plan this. We had just went out of town, uh, you know, out of state. You went with us, got all those sick videos and stuff. We come back, and we had talked a little bit, and you were pretty much saying, like, yeah, dude, it's it's getting close to being over for me. I may have one more trip in me, something like that to that effect, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think even, even skipping over, you know, that out-of-state trip, like, something in me thought, like, oh, I'll for sure get one out there. Mm-hmm. Like, so I – that was like, for me, there's like a little bit of like, Oh, I think, I think going on that trip for multiple days, I was like, I, I, in the back of my head, I thought I was going to get one Mm -hmm. on that trip. So it kind of really upped it for me. And then the other motivator here is that, um, Travis super generous, you know, he said, Hey dude, if you, if you get your first bird, I'll, I'll help you mount it. So that was like an extra motivator for me now Mm -hmm. to put like a little more pressure on me to get it done this season. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, after, once we got back and then my season was kind of like, oh man, there's only a couple of weeks left and you know, I'm juggling a lot. It's not like hunting videos are my full-time thing. So right. I'm trying to do the, the balance of life with the wife and kids and full-time job. Um, and so right. sometimes, right. sometimes your season, you kind of see a couple of weeks left and you're like, you start getting a little bit nervous about hunt opportunities. So mm-hmm. that's when I kind of text you and I was like, Hey, you got any, you got anything on the calendar that I might be able to sneak in on and try and get a, you know, a green head. Well, so, and you know, and you know, anytime I want to, I want you to go with us. Like I, I love having you along. You're, I mean, you're a friend. It's not just, Oh you yeah. Know, oh, this guy's got the camera. He, Cause it, we already knew we agreed and we decided we're not filming. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I have no regrets about not doing that. I mean, of course, there's some sh- stuff that would have been pretty cool to have on video. But do you feel that way at all? Like, do you feel like you wish you would have been videoing? I mean, it wouldn't have happened the way it did if it if you would have been. Yeah, no, I, I have no regrets. I, I feel like there's something that happens in there. It's kind of magical when you ever whenever you decide like, hey, this one's not going to be documented. Those are always the best ones. Of course. Right. <laughs> always, yeah. dude. It's always like that. I don't, know, I don't know why that is. I think you just got to go in the mindset and say, hey, you know what? I'm not videoing this and then sneak the camera in where people don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, you you know, there's a lot of people that can relate to that. They're probably some of their best fishing, hunting, mm-hmm. all those moments. You're like either the battery just died or you forgot the camera or Every you time. just. Yeah. It's Every true. time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you called up and I was like, uh, yeah, dude, let's do it. I'll go as, you know, as many times as you want to go. Whoa, 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 dude. You were a little bit more tired than that. Huh? When you, you were a little bit more tired than that when, when we were talking about it. You was were it? like, you were just coming off of a big trip and you were like, 
you're like, I think we could do this day. But I, I, dude, I thought you were going to need some recovery time. You always impress me with that. I don't know how you bounce back so fast. <laughs> yeah, you had like so a flat crazy. tire. You <laughs> oh my goodness, man. I know. I got to have Braden and Kevin and come on for that, that whole escapade. It was well worth it. But the duck gods do take some, some price to, you got to pay us a few prices, but oh my goodness. Yeah, it was. So we got back from our trip late Sunday night. Yeah, I guess I wasn't like in my voice, I wasn't energetic, but I was totally down to hunt. Like, you know, let's, yeah, let's go. You know, we were going to go to some refuges up north and even try to do mm-hmm. that. But I go, dude, we ain't going to shoot a greenhead, you know, like, right. I mean, we may get lucky, but like the odds are not there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just, I don't know, I was kind of trying to get in my head, like, and I think we talked, what day was that? Maybe Monday, we're like, okay, we're going to do it, maybe? Yeah. Is that kind of when we yeah. locked down where we were going to go? Yeah, we kind of picked a day, and you were like, yeah, I can do it. And yeah, we just we just went for it. Yeah, and uh, we talked about, you know, s- sleeping out there, basically. Then I was like, ah, we both kind of want to sleep on our bed, because I had been gone traveling, so I hadn't been in my own bed anyways. Plus, I was doing nights at work, so it's like, I haven't been in my own bed like two weeks. So I was like, dude, you know what? I'm good with staying in my bed if you are, and you're like, yeah, we'll just we'll get up at the crack of dawn. I don't, what time did you leave your house? Dude, my alarm was set for midnight because I wanted to make a cup of coffee for the drive. <clears throat> so I left my house at, at 1 in the morning. Okay. And I got I don't think I got up till 1.45, and I left at 2. And yep. got gas in the boat, got a couple of snacks, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, Caleb was like right behind and we're at the, the, I was at the launch and I was trying to get up there a little bit before him, get stuff ready. And he pulls, he marks me, but I didn't have my phone. I was getting stuff ready. And I was like, man, I'm surprised. You know, he goes, I'm seven minutes out. I'm, we're both pretty good at using our GPS and reading off. <laughs> we're going to be there. And he wasn't there. And I was like, I was like, man, I hope something didn't happen. <laughs> like kind of lightly thought over it. And then you pull in, you're like, dude, you not get my Marco. And I was like, uh, No. I got pulled over. <laughs> yeah, I got pulled over. Nothing bad. I wasn't speeding, which is, I mean, I was the whole drive besides that part. Um, dude, I didn't even the tell you. The dumbest reason. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, when I jumped on the freeway, um, dude, my my GPS said like 415 or 417 or something like that. What? And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be late because you said you wanted to leave no later than four. Right, but what? I don't know why, dude. It just said it was farther. It just, I don't know if there was an accident or something, but I was like, oh, I got to make up some time. So I was cruising pretty good. But yeah, we were, I was probably four or five minutes away from you and I get pulled over. And he was a young dude, but he he was like, hey, your your license plate is not reflective enough. <laughs> he like, wanted to dude. see if you were drinking or something is all he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, he he was he was bored. I mean, at that, I hour, didn't look at you your know. plate. Yeah, I was like, I'm thinking, what? I have never heard a cop pull someone over for that. I know there's a lot of cops that listen to this, so you guys will have to tell us. But from my experience and working with some cops, they've basically said, yeah, we just, you know, you find a reason, to, you know, for to sure. check other things, yeah. obviously. But and I don't blame them at that time in the no. morning, you know. Right? Yeah. What was it like, three forty-five or whatever? You know? Yeah, something like that. But, but we still cool. le- we still left the launch right on time. Yeah. yeah, literally. So it really didn't I, hold us up at all. Honestly, shout out to that guy because as soon as I told him where I was going, 
I told him I was, hey, I'm going duck hunting. He he like totally changed his whole outlook. <laughs> he was just like he's like, all right, we'll get you on your way. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That's a cool dude. Like, uh, I think I think he was one of us. <laughs> So we get you keep going, dude. If you if I feel like there's something, I'll throw it in. But you kind of tell the story. So now we're we're at the boat. We're taking off, and then what's going on? What's going through your head? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, a whole new whole new zone for me. So I don't know. If, to me, it was cool because it was like it when there's less people and you're not filming, it's so much more enjoyable. So you're uh-huh. actually able to like. You actually, you're kind of more present, you know. You take more it immersed, in. huh? Yeah, like you're not, you're not busy. Yeah. So it, it kind of for me, it was really good actually because I'm like, okay, this is this is what it feels like to be actually in the environment and not filming. Mm. And that's you know, besides a couple of local hunts where I'm at, that's I don't really get to experience that a whole lot. Um, but it's so it's so important at least a couple times in the season to keep going. So mm. yeah, at that moment, I'm like. You know, I'm watching you throw the dog in, and it's cool when the boat's really light because you can rip around. Mm. And this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, I just remember you throwing on your goggles, dude. <laughs> That's what I remember. Like, oh, man, I've never seen him wear these. This is going to get crazy. <laughs> That's why I love getting your perspective because it's so new. You're like, what is this? What are we about to do? We're about to go through the jungles of Africa. Yeah. I was looking for a jump dude. or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness dude i thought i wore those when we were in idaho no man i never seen those <laughs> oh you know what i wore them when i would drive in the mornings but thomas didn't wear them i don't think that's probably why dude <laughs> oh that's so funny you're probably thinking just like veg is just gonna be flying over the front of the boat in my eyes or something <laughs> yeah i didn't know what to think but i thought hmm i never seen him wear those and we've been in some pretty hairy situations so i don't know what those mean <laughs> Mm. Uh, but yeah i mean that was a pretty mellow boat ride right yeah, yeah. And i mean it was efficient we had minimal gear mm-hmm. dude i think i think that's one thing i'm learning that is awesome about duck hunting is you know that you could make it as complicated as you need to be with mm-hmm. the number of decoys and the type of gear that you have but it's when you go to pack for a duck hunt like for me it feels fairly simple like you got your gun. I mean, I'm sure the boat for you adds a ton of stress, but in terms of like actual gear, like once you're warm, it's pretty simple, like your gun and your shells mm-hmm. and, you know, your calls. But maybe I'm missing that because I'm spoiled because you always have a lot of the gear that I don't have to bring. 
No, it is. It is because, but I think you're thinking in perspective of like a, a, a filmer, a videographer, a photographer, like your other jobs. So your batteries charge this, dude, because it brought a whole nother level of, mm-hmm. and you don't realize how simple it is getting that stuff ready until you're doing all that other stuff on top of it, you right, know, right. and trying to capture it. So, yeah, no, that's true. Maybe that's what I was feeling more is like, because I got to ditch the camera, mm-hmm. it was just super easy to enjoy it. Yeah, and I mean that's what I've done. I I haven't been filming the hunts, and we've been having epic hunts, like epic. Yep. I don't. I sometimes I maybe in the past years past I would throw that word around lightly, yep. but I don't anymore. I'm tell you what, I just came off three days of insane epic duck hunts. Yeah. But um, so anyways, that I had just come back from a binge of that. Yeah, and we come into this, and honestly, I, I believe if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but like I was basically saying. You know what? I don't even care basically if I get one. I think we'll get one or two a piece, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But the goal is I said, you shoot the first couple of shells. If you miss, I'll clean it up, right? Pretty much is that what I was yep. saying. Yep. So we get out there, we get to the spot, and uh, I hand you a big flashlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I send and you a on your way. <laughs> Kill. <laughs> yeah. So I got to be the watchdog. Yeah. Make sure nobody's coming in on us. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I need to do that stuff. I need to, I need to, uh, there's, you know, there's a lot where I've been fast tracked and I think that's something that I don't want to, um, I don't want to miss out on any of those like rites of passage, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. So getting to stand out there for two hours with the (laughs) flashlight felt like, felt like it added to the story a little bit, you know? Felt like an eternity probably, huh? Oh yeah, because I'm setting, you know, I'm setting up decoys, and the bummer is, is you know, we all know if you, you hunt any state, you know, you got we call them Tully ninjas in California, but I mean they're basically guys that come in, super quiet, lights off, sneak in, even when they know there's someone else there, and then set up. So you're just basically keeping those guys off you, get some room, mm-hmm. you know, because like I've said so many times, I'm like, it's not to me, it's worse. It's not as bad coming in on somebody as it is why do you want to hunt so close to somebody else like those mm-hmm. guys are choosing to be that close to another hunter like it's and to me the second worst thing is is being not having etiquette and coming that close to somebody but by far it's way worse of the people deciding they are making the steps and walking towards other people knowing that they could be shooting at birds that they want to shoot at or call at like that blows my mind so really, that that's what, pretty crazy. It, it really is. If you think about that, me and Jake were talking the other day about that too. I was like, dude, they're, it's worse in that aspect than it is them busting in on my spot. Because, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, Kevin always says like, I was like, yeah, that's a good perspective. You know, he's like, I'll, I'll walk in and sit in their spread right in the middle. You know, they're set. And, you know, I've killed enough ducks for the season. I'm good. You know, I'll sit here all day if you're going to say, you know, ruin my hunt. But like I said, it's really ruining their own. So I don't know why you'd want to do that to yourself. But right, right. Anyways, that's what you were doing around with the big flashlight. That flashlight's insane, by the way. That one Tom Scott. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he got that thing, but that thing is powerful. Yeah, it's super bright. Yeah, it's like a light beam saber beam. But yeah. uh, anyways, you go around the corner. I set up, um, and then I say, "Hey, you know, like twenty-five till head over, and we'll get stuff ready, loader guns, all that stuff." Anyways, you come over, and um. Right at shoot time, well, go ahead. I, I'm cutting in for you. No, you're, I know you're we're good. Out I mean, of time. yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it was beautiful out there. And there was one other person that I thought was actually farther away. You know, we could hear him when we were setting up, but, um, yeah, we kind of get back to our zone. You show me the layout. We get uh, everything kind of covered up. And I don't know which part you're going. Why don't you take it from there? Well, right at shoot time, I thought I heard somebody coming in. We both did. We both like turned and looked like, what was that? Like, it sounded like, yeah. it didn't sound like a bird or something like that. It just sounded like a real, like a bang, couple of banging noises. I was like, oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. someone came in. So I go around the toolies to. And I'm probably, I don't know how far I am by this time. I'm at least 100 yards from Caleb look, looking in the next opening to see if someone's out there. And I hear a boom. <laughs> I think this is funny. And actually, I should be the one telling this. And you can tell your version. But <laughs> I hear a boom. And I was like, oh, cool. And then the, <laughs> my first thought was, I bet he shot a coot or something. <laughs> like, yeah, he yeah. shot a coot or a shorebird. Like, just because, like, the identification thing mm-hmm. and it's first light. So right. I was like, okay, well, I yell back. I'm like, hey. Did you get? Did you get one? He's like, yeah. I was like, was it a duck? <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. So then I can't hardly hear you that good anyway. So I I start walking. I'm working my way back. Nobody's there. It must have been like, coot making some goofy noise or something. Yeah. I still I'm like 40, 50 yards from you, but I still can't see because I'm on the other side of toolies. And I'm like, what kind? Of, I go it is a duck or something. And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, well. Uh, what kind of duck is it? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. It's definitely yeah, a shorebird or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll go, what color is it? And I'm walking still, and you're like, oh, it's gray. Kind of like, you go, I think it's a pintail. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, dude, sweet. And I come around the corner. I'm like, dude, it's a gawal. It's a Drake gawal. So it was a stud. It was a stud Drake gawal, really nice. He had really long tertial feathers, nice two little pins in the back. His head wasn't as, as plumed out, but his whole body, you could tell he was definitely – an older bird but what happened like yeah he dude he came straight into the decoys um and he came in fast and low and just dropped right in and i had to wait for him to i mean he landed he landed on the water and you know you had you had a lot of decoys out there from that angle Mm -hmm. from that angle so Mm -hmm. He, I mean, yeah, you had that, that big one with the wings on it mm-hmm. that was sticking out of the water. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to, don't want to shoot that thing. <laughs> so it. I was kind of, yeah, I was waiting for a lane where he was going to swim by. Um, and I got one and you know, I think it was awesome shooting one shell and it was super clean kill. He it literally, his head just ducked down after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I went and picked him up and. I didn't know. I, I mean, like I said, I knew I knew it was a legal duck. I know what not to shoot, right. but but I didn't know if it was a, you know, I thought it was a widgeon or a pintail or something. I don't know. I couldn't tell. But yeah, I was a beautiful bird. Those those uh, what did you call them? Tersal feathers? Yeah, the tersal feathers. Yeah, those those were super prominent and dark. Yeah. yeah. Man, I should I should have told you. Yeah, I sh- or I should have told you to pull a few out too to save or something. You know. Yeah. So cool. I do that a lot with some of the ducks. I just keep some of the feathers. But so then, I mean, pretty much after that, though, I was pretty happy for that. But we knew the goal was a greenhead. That was the goal. It has been the goal since last year, last duck season. Yep. And I honestly thought it was going to happen in Idaho. And it could have, um, I guess, in, in a way, it could have probably happened. But it just it just ended up not. It would have been out of order. Yeah, like, but we still in importance. We should we still could have did it though. But yeah, there was other things going on, I guess. But 
Anyways, um, there really wasn't a lot of birds. I mean, we sat there for quite a while and uh, nothing mm-hmm. flying, nothing flying. We'd see one here and there, sky high, I'd call to him. They didn't even care less about the call. So I kind of stopped calling. Sun came out, wind was blowing. I was honestly shocked. I thought it was going to be really good, kind of what you want. <clears throat> a little bit cooler of a day. Turn the basically the power flight mallard, the AVNX <clears throat> spinning wing, threw it mm-hmm. on. It kind of drew a couple people. We had a couple groups that were working. I was calling, and I thought, oh, they're going to do it. And I was like, I think I remember saying, you know, get ready, get, get ready. Yeah, and, yeah. And then a guy's, you know, a couple, 300 yards away, boom, 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 shoot whatever they were shooting at, and these birds would flare. So they're yeah. definitely really wary. They're like, man, We had a dude. couple times where they hit the brakes looking at our spread. Oh, dude, but, like frozen yeah. in, mm-hmm. in spot, you know. <clears throat> you yeah. didn't mention that. He's like, dude, that was so cool. I was like, man, yeah. I mean, I really haven't seen him do that before. That was kind of weird. Like, they literally hovered in place. Yeah. <clears throat> looking at the spread and, and just bounced out or heard shooting and kind of got flared. But yeah. anyways, by this time, it's like 12, 12, 15. I'm like, dude, I have to roll. Like, we have got to go. And I got to pick yep. up no matter what. And like, <laughs> I, I could tell you were a little bummed. I was bummed. I mean, but I wasn't like... Well- it's that mixed emotion of like, it's still a great day. Like, yeah. you know, it's hard to have a bad day like that where you are. Mm. I mean, for me, get to hunt, it's, it's just beautiful. So there's that part where you're like, that's all right. You're like, you're still happy. But then yeah. at the, in the back of your mind, you don't, you feel like you haven't completed the job. Right. Yeah. And let's see. So you did something that I totally get and understand. You know, I in my mind, I was thinking it's probably not going to happen, but you never know. There could be a bird sitting on the water somewhere around the toolies, and, you you know, you'd go over mm-hmm. there and, and jump shoot him. And I was hoping that would happen, but it's not quite what you draw up in your mind. I know that's not what exactly. you drew up in your mind, you know? So yeah. you, you're like, I was like, I'm going to pick decoys up, but I go, keep your gun loaded, whatever. And he's like, well, I'm going to go walk. I go, oh, yeah, do that, dude. Go ahead. And I'll, I'll just be out here picking up, you know, kind of easing around. Well, I had picked a couple dozen decoys up. I had like four and a half out. I'm like half the decoys are picked up. <clears throat> the spinner's still out and half the decoys are out. And you come back around the corner and we're kind of chit-chatting. I think you were, no, you weren't taking pictures yet. Well, you go, dude, look, look. And there was like a single that went over. It wasn't shootable, but it went by. And then like a three or four or five pack went over. And a few other birds were like, oh my goodness. I go, dude, I think you said something like, well, let's get, do you like, can we wait a little bit longer? I, and, you know, I was like, yeah, let's get hidden. I don't know who said what, but we decided. Yeah, I, I think I said, I said, let's give it 10 more minutes. And yeah. you being really nice. And I think you're just being extra generous. You're like, all right. <laughs> no, I, I did, dude, because there was birds flying. I mean, we went for not seeing anything for two or three hours. So, right, like, all right. of a sudden, it's that middle of the day. Birds start kind of flying. So, I'm like, dude, there could be a chance. But, you know, in my mind, I was like, I don't know. But let's try it. Let's do it. So I go 15 minutes max, no more waiting after that. Like, we got to go. Yep. Right. Well, then, no – well, go ahead. Now you tell the rest of it. I remember, like, right after we both agreed, like, let's give it a couple more minutes, we walked back to the same exact spot that we had been sitting all day, which wasn't great cover, mm-hmm. like, just the way the sun was and stuff. And I'm not even kidding you. As I was backing up into the same exact spot I had been all day, you, you just got rocky in place. And you were tucking in yourself. I mean, you could have counted like six to eight mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. And did you see him first or did I? I thought I did because I heard him. I heard because they went yeah. over my right, kind of my right, right shoulder. Mm-hmm. But maybe you did. I don't know. It no, happened so that. fast, yeah. dude. I can't even remember. But I do know that I like I caught them and I heard them like, 
like to the right of me, right yep. on the deck, like on yeah, top they of the super low, yeah. And I mean, they came right over us, and dude, they just busted a one eighty right there yeah. on top of the spread, and that was the. I mean, that is what I dreamed up right there. That was the totally. Vision. How many six of them? Yep. All just staring at us in the face. Twenty yards max. You're like, you're like, don't move, don't move. <laughs> like, I got my finger on the safety, dude. And I mean, I can see it in my mind where yeah. he's cuffed up and he's four or five feet off the water, and he's just there staring straight at us. And you didn't have your gun. No. I didn't even have my call. I put. I started putting stuff away. I mean, obviously, I didn't need the calls, but I, I'm glad I didn't have. Like we've talked about, it. I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't have my gun. It, I feel like it would have just put some kind of weird pressure on you, or or whatever. I don't know. It just yeah. it was so much yeah. better that way, honestly. Yeah, it made it simple. Like I might have yeah. thought, like, oh, you have the priority here yep. because it's closer to you or something. Yep. But yeah, I mean, there were six of them, and they were all great within range. But for some reason, that right side just looked a little more dense. That's one I had and, picked in my head too. Yeah, and so that dude just you're like you're like kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that was incredible. I pull up one shot, boom, and he right. falls straight towards us. Rocky runs out. That's the that's the whole. That's what it's all about, right there. Buzzer and did you? Are you the one that said buzzer beater? Oh, dude, yeah, it was. Oh, that was goodness. in overtime, dude. Dude, it was that. That was. Oh man, that was insane! I, honestly, I will say that was in the top three of this season. Amazing, <laughs> memorable, just <laughs> insane deals to me. And it, we only walked away with two birds. I didn't even shoot one. I didn't even pull the trigger. Yeah, but that's you, what, never, you that's, never shot a shell. Never shot a shell. But here's my point. And guys, I preach this over and over and over and over. It's not about the amount of birds. I know we show pictures of stacks of birds. I know we show pictures of single birds. You're going to see this picture on both of our, our Instagrams here soon. One bird and the smile on Caleb's face can trump so, those guys that oh. stack up uh, 10 limits or uh, us with our, our latest trip. Dude, it was it's the true. journey and the goal that was set. The goal that day was was to shoot one Drake Mallard, and we did it in overtime. Yeah. And, in and, overtime. And, dude, I do not off – I don't – I'm not a huggy guy, dude, but we literally <laughs> ran to each other, dude, and just uh, embraced. We're like, yeah! Dude, I was so unbelievably pumped for that, dude, just out of my mind. Dude, and to look say. back at you, like, because I – what happened there, I think – so you shot it, you crushed that Drake right on the first shot, and it it's falling, and I like run toward I'm like running towards it ahead of you. Yeah. And Rocky busts out going for it. And I like look back at you. Did I think I went like Yeah Like <laughs> we're looking at each other. Yeah, baby. And then we just like ran, like embraced. <laughs> dude, it was music awesome. was playing. I wish I could have seen it from your side. Oh, dude, I know. Like, oh, I, and you know, you nailed it too when you're talking about the whole process, like what was going through my mind. And, mm -hmm. and truly, I wasn't thinking, oh, I don't have my gun because I know he had said that. What I was thinking is, please, God, don't let him miss. Please don't let him miss. Because <laughs> I was like, if yeah. it's ever set up any better than that. that. would have. Could you imagine, dude, if that we had that opportunity and I missed? Oh, well, dude, I've missed <laughs> Everybody listening to this podcast that's stuck has missed those kind of opportunities. So, 
Because, Ugh. dude, it's such an adrenaline rush, and you get overamped that mm-hmm. you just blow it all three shots. You're like, how did I just miss? That would have that would have been heartbreaking, dude. Oh man. oh man! And when you did it on the first shot, I was I think all just all that combined the goal, the hunting, not seeing nothing, last minute, Drake Mallard. You hit it, your first Drake Mallard. Like there was so many explosions happening yeah. all at once, dude. It was just over, like overwhelming, honestly. Yeah, and you know, like a lot of what I do for work, or even <clears throat> what I like to do for the hunting stuff, is like you're trying to find a story, and sometimes, sometimes that requires work. Sometimes you got to help the story out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But days, days like that is like you don't have to like. You don't have to do anything because it all just happens exactly. right there. It was incredible. It it was. I, I mean, I can't even say enough <clears throat> with uh, about that whole scenario. And just it just ugh. yeah, I just whew, to the right of me, like twenty yards, literally did a one eighty, like you said, and cupped in the little hole that we are. And I'm talking, we were in a little hole, guys. <clears throat> and you know that's how Mallards like it. But the fact there was already a lot of decoys in there, and there was six in that pack. I could yeah. believe they were literally doing it right in 20 yards. And really it the only reason be. they flared is because I just said, shoot him or whatever I said. And right when I said, shoot him and Caleb pull up, they started flaring straight up. And I mean, yeah. it was yeah. honestly, it was a perfect shot for, for you. Honestly, it really was. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could, I mean, if you had your gun, there probably would have been a couple more birds down. I think at least one or two. That even that left side, the ones that were flaring, you you could have whacked those ones. Yeah, probably, but <clears throat> I wouldn't have been able to experience that. Yeah, no, the I, way I, think, I did, you know what I mean? No, it happened perfectly. It was all for a reason, right there. It really was, um, dude. I think there's something so cool about the, um, you know, I obviously I want like a nice gun or something, but like, dude, I love my little two hundred and seventy nine dollar. That eight seventy shotgun. That's all that co- the eight seventy cost. At the time, yeah, it was. I think it was like three. I mean, this is pre COVID, you know. Mm. And it was like three thirty seven or eight hundred bucks for those. No, nah, it was it was like three thirty or three forty nine, and around Christmas time they did like a fifty or seventy dollars off. So I ended up paying like two eighty. Dude, that's but collection. like, yeah, there's something cool about that's what I was, kind of back to that like simplicity and that like just. I don't know. It's such a simple sport. So cool. Well, dude, that's just a, I mean, that gun is a gun that will last forever. The 870s are, it's hard to beat Mm -hmm. those guns. I mean, they can be beat to snot and and run like champs. So yeah, that makes it better too. Because honestly, dude, no, I mean, I know there's people that start out with Browning A5s and Benelli Benchies and Benelli, uh, you know, all these fancy guns and stuff, you know, the super black Eagle. Mm-hmm. But I started with one, I can't remember what brand it was, and it wasn't even an 870, dude. It was lower lower than the totem pole than that. Really? And it was a pump. I got it from Big Five for like 250 or something like that. It was a solid black pump, but I can't remember yep. what it was. Now, I, I look, I can find out what it was, but I just off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how, like, dude, that's how most people start. You can't. And see, that's why when people look at you like, oh, you got the Browning A5, it's like, dude, I've been duck hunting for over 20 years. I'm surely by now, <laughs> I've saved up enough Save money. Shoulder. Yeah, I've saved up <laughs> enough money that I can buy, you know, another one I like or whatever. And that's yeah. just all it's about. People, I think to me, people come like, like right in, like you said, you're kind of right in the front lines, mm-hmm. right out of boot camp, and you just don't know what you don't know. I, in fact, yeah. to bring in a little I- story of that, Thomas sent me 
uh, uh, podcast of the, this Navy SEAL guys. Are, it was really good. Haven't finished it yet, but he, dude, he was 19 Navy SEAL going wow. to Afghanistan. I'm like, he doesn't Jeez. even, hanging with all these dudes, these top level dudes, I mean, he honestly didn't even have a clue what he was part of in all reality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's unheard of to be that young. I mean, he definitely had some help. His dad was a Navy SEAL, but I'm right, just right. saying, like, I I understand what you're saying about coming into this deal, and, and like what the humble it, beginnings. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it just it gives you a little bit of time to soak in what's really happening. You know what I mean? Yep. But, yeah. No, that was for some reason that was <clears throat> just a special part for me. It was just like you're my own gun, just like. There's something special about that, and I don't know. It was just—I'll remember it forever, dude. That image is burned into my mind. Oh, and mine, mine too. I can't wait to see what Travis does with the bird, and yeah, can't wait to can't wait to see it all. Yeah, dude. Well, thanks for coming on. I know you're kind of both busy, but we knew we had to get this one while it was still fresh in the old memory bank. Yeah, dude. I hope. I mean, I hope there's some young guys listening to it that are inspired and maybe they have a similar goal or something, but. Mm-hmm. I can't, I mean, you know that your listeners have stories like that for days. Oh, so. yeah. Dude, I got it's so many, great. those images that you have, those ducks swinging, I've got so many of those I can specifically think back to. Mm-hmm. I mean, every yep. actually, every bird in my office, I can tell you exactly how they, which way they're flying, which way I shot them, and how far they were. I really can. Yeah. I mean, that's the chase right there. I think, yeah. you know, I mean, that's what, that's why we do it. I mean, I can relate to surfing moments for sure. Mm-hmm. Just those visuals that you can never, never unsee. So, wow. All right. Well, thanks for uh, coming on, Caleb, and uh, I'll be chatting with you some more. But, guys, appreciate you listening, and we'll get rolling on again. I got some, uh, I know I've been promising some guests, but all the guests that I have are duck hunters, too. <laughs> so, trying <laughs> to link up all these dudes is pretty, pretty interesting uh, during duck season. But, kind of want to keep bringing you guys the content. So, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on the next one. We're